Every week, a lot happens in Parliament. Debates rage, bills are discussed, and laws are introduced. So it's easy to feel like you don't quite know what's going on in the chamber. So we're lifting the lid and telling you exactly what happened this week in Parliament. This week we saw an opposition motion on free school meals, discontent in the Lords over the controversial internal markets bill, and a discussion of the national curriculum and the teaching of black British history. One of the most discussed parliamentary events this week was undoubtedly the opposition motion on free school meals. That's because many national newspapers picked up on the story following its defeat. A notable example of this was the Daily Mirror's front page, which featured the word so cruel, inside which were the names of all of the MPs who voted against the motion. The debate was over a motion introduced by Labour that calls on the government to continue directly funding provision of free school meals over the holidays until Easter 2021, to prevent over a million children from going hungry during this crisis. It should be noted that this wasn't a bill. There was no long proposal from Labour about how to distribute the meals to children. They were simply calling on the government to do something. In this case, extend free school meals. The Labour motion was moved by Labour MP Kate Green, who opened the debate by saying, Well, my honourable friend makes a very reasonable point, And of course, he's right to draw attention to the Prime Minister's view of this matter, because Downing Street said just the other day, and I quote, it's not for schools to provide food to pupils during the school holidays. Mr Deputy Speaker, I cannot believe I have to spell this out. It is the government's responsibility to ensure that children do not go hungry. They don't stop being hungry just because the school bell rings for the end of term. And surely our constituents sent us as members of parliament to this place to vote to ensure that the children who most need our help at any time of year are protected. The Secretary of State for Education, Gavin Williamson, was on hand to defend the government in the debate. In it, he shows what the government has already done to provide aid to families who receive free school meals. This is why we have undertaken the most radical overhaul of a welfare system since Beveridge by introducing universal credit, ensuring that work pays for everyone. If we hadn't have taken those bold actions, and actions that were opposed by the party opposite at every single stage, this country would not have been in a position to be able to support those families and those individuals who are most vulnerable in society. Because I think in terms of this debate, it shouldn't be just about food. It actually has to be at looking at different ways that we can be supporting children and families, making sure that children, often from the most deprived backgrounds, who are sometimes in a situation of over that long summer period of not being able to uh, have the level of support that we'd like to see all children benefit from, how we can look at how we can roll out that programme more into the future. And I think he raises a an important point about how we can support people who are most vulnerable in society. And the view that we have is clearly that the best way of doing that is that through the universal credit system and making sure we have a welfare system that works for everyone in this country. Um, 
Williamson additionally defended the government's stance by stating that tax cuts benefit the lowest in society. This was included in the measures that the government have implemented to help out families that require free school meals. And yes, we do on this side of the house believe that tax cuts are good and they do benefit those who are the poorest in society by taking them out of tax. But despite Williamson's defence, five Conservatives still decided to vote against the government. Order. Order. The eyes to the right, 261. The nose to the left, 322. So the noes have it, the noes have it. Unlock. The noes have it. Heading over to the House of Lords, Monday and Tuesday saw a lengthy Lords debate on the controversial Internal Markets Bill that's made its way through the Commons and into the upper chamber. It ended with the Lords voting to officially regret the proposals in the bill that undermine the rule of law and change the reputation of the United Kingdom. The rule of law has served us well. It has not made a perfect society, nor could it. But we all know that without it, our society would have been and would still be catastrophically worse. We must defend that bulwark, and I shall, I hope, be supported because I intend to take this particular issue to, the, to a division for the House to give its own opinion about this dangerous legislation. Not in my name. In the end, the motion of regret was supported 395 to 169, and the support cuts across party lines, with significant numbers from all major parties voting in favour of the motion. Over eight hours, we heard the bill broken down into three areas of serious concern. Its illegality, its threat to the union, and its structural limitations. The analysis of the noble and learned Lord Judge, backed up by many other legal peers, was clear. This bill establishes a position whereby the UK breaks international law. This is a big deal in the sense that it shows serious opposition to the Internal Markets Bill. The vote doesn't actually strike down the government's plan as a motion of regret carries little weight beyond just symbolism. That being said, the fact there was so much support for the motion of regret means that the government will have to alter the bill quite drastically if the Lords is to eventually back its passage into law. Our final topic for this week comes from an oral question presented to Baroness Berridge, a minister in the Department of Education, from Lord Woolley of Woolford. The question asked the government its plans to ensure that the national curriculum reflects the diverse history of the United Kingdom and led to an important discussion in the House about what needs to be done to improve education on racial history and better represent the BAME population in schools. More than half a million pupils will sit AQA, GCSE, English literature exams. Sadly, there are no African or Caribbean writers on the syllabus. In Black History Month, will my, will my noble friend, the minister, commit to convene a series of meetings so we can have an honest dialogue that will review and fantastically reform our national curriculum? This has become an increasingly pressing issue in the UK in the light of this year's Black Lives Matter protests. And while the minister was quite sympathetic, she was also naturally defensive of the current curriculum. Several peers put forward their support for the question, such as Baroness Bennett and Baroness Hooper. 
Would the noble lady, the minister, agree that it's essential to understand the genocidal and ecocidal impacts of the British Empire from the late Victorian famines and many others on the subcontinent? If you are to have an understanding of modern economics, ecosystems, societies, international relations, in fact, almost any subject. Furthermore, there are now millions of people uh, of Latin American origin living and working in this country, some working here in your Lordship's house. Uh, whose children could benefit from at least an option for Latin American studies, apart from more teaching of the Spanish and Portuguese languages. Can my noble friend give me some hope? Hopefully this is something where we can see more progress in the very near future. If you want to be updated with what happens in Parliament next week, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Or if you prefer to listen to the weekly update, then subscribe to the Daily Briefing podcast feed where you'll find a daily summary of the week's news events and every Saturday this week in Parliament.